From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. This is the best beer show on the internet. Gordon is here also. I'm back. Gordon is here. (laughs) Much to Casey's uh, chagrin. Yes, new and so chagrin. New board, who dis once again? <laughs> this is about the third board. This is the third board in as many weeks. Well, so the other boards were old they boards. They were old but boards. Yeah, but so this is still. Yeah, we finally have things kind of, sort of, hopefully, kind of figured out. Here is is the goal, so we can finally and not deal with ridiculous uh, <laughs> issues constantly. It's the studio ghost's fault. New ghost house. Who well, does? it's just, you know, they're finally telling me, hey, maybe upgrade some of this equipment, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we're we're officially, what, eight eight years in That's to BNS? crazy. Yeah, it was supposed to be our anniversary show last week, uh, and that didn't happen. And then, so yeah, just no anniversary show this year. It's okay. Wait, really? Everything's going to be all right. But don't we what? do? Don't we? Yeah, we do the quote game, and yeah. I I have not had a chance to actually go through and oh, do well, the quote game. I mean, we'll do one eventually. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll do one before the end of the year. I we'll promise. Do the quote, so. the quote game. I look forward to the quote game every year. Yeah, well, you also weren't here the last couple of weeks. So yeah, can't do the quote game without Brian. True. All right, before we get too deep here, I want to give a shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts of uh at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the for a link them of our homepage and join today. Um, and then if you would like to support us more directly, head on over to patreon.com slash money to become a patron today. I'm going to give a big shout out to our all of our patrons, specific, specifically our black belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, and Tyler Romanski. Uh, again, if you'd like to become if you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blind studios and become a patron today. All right. Bruh. What do you want, Gordon? Sorry, you like the volume spiked from when we were good until now. <laughs> I don't know what you bumped. I didn't bump anything, didn't I fixed things, <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> Next time, you know, god damn it. All right. So uh yeah, that's so that's Gordon. He's here to complain about things that's because he I likes do. to wait until we're on the air to make audio adjustments. Hey, I was All fine right. and then he did things. <laughs> you salty bitch. <laughs> All right, Brian, what have you been up to beer related lately, man? Beer related. Um, I actually uh, have had some opportunity to scour the liquor store shelves and grab some some interesting beers, and so I've been kind of. I, I built a mix pack, which I haven't done in a really long time. I was at, yeah, I was at Lucky's, so. Uh, which one was that? The one in Lakeland across the river oh, uh, nice. in Minnesota. And I, I, my gym is next door to it. And I was like, hey, I don't think I've ever been in that store. And I wanted to check and see what, what kind of hopping barrel they had on the shelf. And then threw together a little mix pack of some, uh, they had some random um, European lager that I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Zyweki, uh, I think. Z-Y-W-I-E-C. You're familiar with that brand, yeah. And a couple others. So, I don't know. I've been just kind of branching out, trying. I grabbed uh, three different four-packs of uh, IPA, uh, just randomly grabbed uh, Bauhaus. They had uh, this beer called Powhound that was kind of a more old-school caramely IPA. Um, and then uh, there's this brewery called Collective Arts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they had this... 
four pack had four different can designs, which I thought was interesting. Oh, that's I, fun. I don't know. I don't know another brewery that would necessarily, besides this collective arts, that would yeah. necessarily would do four different can designs for the same beer. So that was interesting. Um, and gosh, what was the other one? Uh, it was Homestyle IPA by Homestyle Bearded Iris. I believe is the name. Okay. Of the, have you heard of them? I have not, no. Uh, I can Google it quick while I'm blabbering, but um, it, it had uh, some of the coolest can design um, that I thought they were black and gold cans with a gold lid with a black tab, um, and the, the beer was pretty decent um, all around. Um, but let's see here. Bearded, bearded Iris Brewing... Yeah, Spirited Iris Brewing, which is out of Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm, oh, okay. not, I'm not sure how they ended up getting distributed in Wisconsin, but they are. And Just a little fluke there? Yeah, they're, they had three kinds on it. Um, there's another liquor store called Cellars that I like to go to a lot. Um, but yeah, there's <laughs> there are a lot of liquor stores in, in the town that I live in. So <laughs> There's a few, there's a few. There's, um, there's yeah. seven or eight. <laughs> uh, nine. nine. Nine places at And they're all shut at 9 p.m. Uh, That's state mandate. Liquor stores can be open past nine. Not in the, st- not in the city of Wisconsin. In the Hudson? state of Wisconsin, they can. City of Hudson, Hudson. sorry. <laughs> well, the, That's not a state mandate, that's a yeah, city well, mandate. Yeah. So me. The state mandate is that Man, you can guys. sell beer and liquor up till 9 p.m. and you can do off sale of beer and maybe liquor up till midnight. You yeah. can do you can do beer uh, you can sell beer up until midnight yeah. from a liquor store. Yeah. Right. So this bar next to the brewery can, yeah. uh, has off sale if you're Jones and need to get it after but the nine city of Hudson said liquor stores have to be cut off at. And no uh, gas stations can, can sell beer, which is fucking irritating too. Yes. Just saying, I don't like Hudson for very specific reasons. Yeah, <laughs> you can go one mile up the road and go to the. I shouldn't have to go one mile up the road. <laughs> Casey likes. Sorry, Karen. Casey likes delivery. <laughs> I like convenience. <laughs> well, what about you, Casey? What have you been up to? Oh, uh, beer related. Um, man, uh, so I believe last week I talked a little bit about. I went down to TG. Um, or oh yeah, that's that. right. Um, but this week, uh, I made a I made a run out to uh, Delano, Minnesota, uh, to run up with a friend, and we had a couple of uh, big stouts. Uh, the one I kind of want to uh, talk about that kind of took me by surprise was uh, the the KBS uh, Mackinac uh, Island Fudge. That was delicious. Okay. It was so good. Kentucky um, Breakfast Stout you're talking about? Yeah, from, okay. from, yeah. Uh, uh, from Founders. founders? Yeah. Yep. yeah, so it's fairly common to see, uh, especially now. Like It used to be like you'd get like, you know, you'd have to like hunt down the bottles and there'd be bottle limits, and now it's everywhere. It's pretty ubiquitous. Yeah. Um, and it was just a very good big stout. You're going to find that more and more. I'm not sure why. It, or it's not super evident to me, but um, barrel-aged beer is kind of on a uh, bourbon barrel-aged beer is kind of on a downturn. Um, I mean, it makes, it kind of makes sense, like, because it seems like styles are uh, relatively cyclical um, <laughs> as far as, like, what's in, what's the flavor of the month and stuff like that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I mean, it's probably the better part of the last 15 years is barrel aged craze or 10 well, 12 years. Well, but we've years. also been on a um so 
Like, I mean, the barrel age craze kind of following that was like we were looking at these bigger IB or ABV beers, uh-huh. and they were on the trend up. And now the trend is lower ABV, more yeah. sessionability. Yeah, it's, um, and uh, I, I wonder if that has kind well, of a direct connection. It's to... It's hard to open and and drink an entire bottle, even you know, a twelve ounce bottle. Even a twelve ounce bottle is a share situation these days and um, from you know the message i'm getting from our distributor is that they just straight up aren't buying any barrel aged beer this year which oh, wow. is fine cuz we didn't really get much into barrels this year because we just have been, we're trying to keep up with the lemon breaker shandy <laughs> <laughs> so and then now crooked grin is selling like like crazy and so we're now we're keeping up with that and it that has surpassed our hazy beer and our double ipa that is Which fantastic is, to hear. I'm yeah. not going to lie, because I really like that beer. Um, one of my favorites. I drink a lot. I was going to. I was going to ask you, Brian, on the commercial. You know, the commercial brewery side of the house. If if it's more market driven, or is it because and you kind of answered that part? But I'm just curious if it's because you know if you're doing a barrel age program, that's a lot of real estate in a brewery being taken yeah. up, and I wonder how much of that has been driving that trend. I honestly don't know. I. That's a good question. It. It's. I. I don't like to think that I have my head buried in the sand because I only pay attention to my own brewery, but that's kind of, I just, I'm so <laughs> focused on ours that it's kind of, you know, I, not that they're the same size as us, as us, but they're in the same area as us, but I kind of like look at Liftbridge and a little bit and see maybe what they're up to, to kind of gain a little bit of market perspective for makes sense. bigger, of the bigger, you know, they're pretty big now. Yeah. Um, but same thing, we're uh, with the same distributor as the, uh, they are, at least in for the eight eight counties in the Indian Head area in um, northwestern Wisconsin. We're with the same distributor as them, and they said the same thing about Liftbridge. They said we're not buying any bourbon barrel aged beer from them, and they like they're kind of the benchmark in the area. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> for bourbon, they have an incredible and strong program. In fact, some of the tables that are at our brewery are made out of barrels that Liftbridge Commander beer was aged in. So it's very interesting to learn that that that's on the downturn. And I don't know, it it's, again, seems to me like sort of a night and day sort of a thing. You know, kind of like when in 2014, all of a sudden, 22-ounce bomber bottles that just Went away. stopped being a thing. So I don't know. And then all of a sudden, hazy beer is a thing. So whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. It's, it's fascinating. What about you, man? What have you been up to, man? Uh, a few weeks ago, I was supposed to... A buddy of mine came up to my neck of the woods, and we were supposed to brew for a couple days together. Until, like, two weeks out before he was coming up, we both realized that all the grains that we needed are out of stock, because fuck you, COVID, which is really what fun. What kind of beers were you going to make that had no grain? That you <laughs> well, couldn't you know, get grain? You're brewing all Red X. Well, sessionable... Uh, big oaf. What I mean, I'm just curious, like what grains were out of stock. The for him is more of an issue for him. Uh, I can't remember what he wanted to brew. I want to say a, a, an Irish red or something like that. But for right. me, so you were, there was no red X. Yeah, <laughs> I just said that. Yeah. I just, it's funny. There's this brewery group where it's a bunch of brewery industry people, and they're like, "Oh, I'm out of mosaic," you know, whatever. And it just seems like every week someone's like, "Does anybody have red X?" <laughs> <laughs> but I, I found this little fucking. It's a homebrew supply joint, but it's on a farm in the middle of fuck nowhere. But he can get 
he's like, Dude, oh yeah, we live in the middle it. of fuck nowhere. Yeah, like <laughs> he's like, yeah, if you need anything, let me know and I'll order it in. And I'm like, hey, this is my beer recipe. Here's what I need. And he goes, yeah, I can't get any of that right now. I'm like, fuck. Okay, so we made apple pie moonshine instead. Well, you know that works. Yeah. I yeah. still have a bottle of that on top of my fridge. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I stare it down once in a while, <laughs> but I still haven't opened it. You'll <laughs> it, it, start calling your name eventually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. So that's been a twenty. Next year, three years, it seems, will be when it really hits its stride. Other than that, just drinking, drinking a bunch, and discovered the Lucy Session Sour by In, Indeed Brewing. Oh, oh yeah, cool. I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And for people that know me from. Department of Fence know that I like my high ABV beers, <laughs> but Just it's, a bit. it's four to four point two percent, and it's delightful. Yeah, well, uh, see, the market is trending towards slower ABV because yeah. it's now Gordon. I mean, even if even Gordon's even doing it, Gordon's doing it. The Jesus, <laughs> like holy cow! Um, hey Brian, will you pour yeah. some of those? Well, I all right. So we we have a homebrew uh, to taste here, um, and I'm not entirely sure. Like the carbonation, like we filled these off tap, so and it's in a growler. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But so this is our, uh, remember uh, a few weeks back, we talked about how... <laughs> this thing is like so big I have to... <laughs> it's, it's massive. It's I'm going to end up spilling this, so, you know. Well, you know, just don't spill it on your laptop and everything will be okay. You have towels down here? Paper towels? Uh, no. Okay. But that's okay. Well, we'll just text Carlos. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so uh, this, is, this is our fail, um, our fail IPA uh, is kind of what we ended up calling it. Uh, it's our mistake pale ale. Um, I believe you guys have one as well. Yeah, if you you could, if you listen to listen the episode, a, a you can few just episodes give me like half ago. of that if you want, Brian. Oh, okay, yeah, because I'm not gonna, Yep, I'm literally going to have yeah probably that much. That's perfect. So then. you get that. Sounds good. Um, Is this one that so, turned green on you? No, no. Oh, this, no, was, no. Uh, this was this uh, was we we were ten points shy. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. We, I think we figured out it was probably a channeling, a channeling problem. Yep. Because because of the amount of adjunct involved in brewing yeah. a hazy beer. Is yeah. What I think so, we figured out. Uh, do I have percentages here? I do. Okay. So this was thirty eight and a half percent two row, twenty five percent flaked oat, twenty five percent spelt, uh, and then ten and a half percent carafoam. Um, and then we did eighteen IBUs of Warrior at sixty minutes. Um, and we also added four-tier uh, some CO2 uh, hop extract at 60 minutes for another 14 IBUs, and then we used uh, 100% Galaxy hops uh, post boil. Um, so we did a um, a 20-minute hop stand uh, with what, how many uh, two ounces of Galaxy, um, and then we did two uh, two dry hops uh, with um, with Galaxy one at high croissant. Um, and then uh, we pitched uh, London Ale 3, uh, Y East uh, 1318. 1318, you said? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, so we, we came in uh, 10 points under. This was supposed to be uh, a 8.5%, um, you know, double IPA. Uh, and it's more of like a 5, 6% pale ale. <laughs> no. So things happen. The funny part is, if you go back and listen to the episode, uh, Casey and Katie arrived at the studio, and we had, on the drive over, discovered that they did the exact same, they had the exact same mash screw-up channeling, too much adjunct. Yep. Which we've since sort of fixed, um, and once we get Katie either um, virtually or the next time we're all in the studio, we can talk more about. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, your guys is uh, is on tap now as unintended consequences. No, it's, uh, we called it blame shifter. Blame shifter. That's it. And okay. we had a box of uh, lemon drop hops, so we did a big ca- a big lemon drop edition and a smaller cascade edition. Oh, nice. And per that that uh, Scott Janis chapter, I can't remember which mm-hmm. chapter, but we did four individual dry hops for four days in a row. Oh, nice. Um, which, holy moly. <laughs> that oh, is, yeah. re- it was, that was a, turned out to be a really good idea um, and almost was almost too much. And my whole, like, you know, not theory, but the, the idea that from time to time, you know, the hoppy beer, it takes a, a week or so after it comes out of the tank for it to take, like, to really mature, to hit its stride because it, it's still, you know, it was still just almost like, Almost too much, too spicy, a little bit grassy, and that's really um, kind of mellowed. And now I think it's after a week and a half, it's pretty much. It's right there. It's a really, really neat beer. <laughs> awesome. That's very cool. So, very exciting. Um, yeah. So this is uh, so this is that beer. Uh, it still has some haze. Um, like I notice, uh, body is a little thinner um, than where I would have liked it to be. Again, I mean that'll happen when you miss your your points by quite a bit. Oh man, yeah, that's um, wow. Good job on the hopping. That's, whoo, yeah, it's it's, uh, a, it's a little bitter, but it's um, a little bitter because uh, we didn't uh, change our bittering additions when oh. uh, when we caught the thing because we like yeah we're just like this is fine everything's fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and then um, definitely. Uh, I mean, for for having that much adjunct in there, this the body's pretty light. Yep. I get like a citrus bitter on the front, mm-hmm. but then it seems to like fall off into this. I want to say bland, but like stale, just kind of you know, there's beer there, but it's not a beer flavor. Does that make sense? There's just something that lingers for me. Hmm. I guess I'm not quite. Yeah, it's I'm not, not quite getting the the descriptor you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not bad, but it's not something I'd look for. In yeah, no. There's there's definitely some big things that changed. Like mm-hmm. we we should have we should have caught this early. We were. It was one of those things where it happened, and then we were mad, and we were trying to figure out how it happened. We weren't really thinking about. We weren't keeping our eye on the ball as far as the beer went, yeah. and we didn't change our bittering. Well, uh, also, I'd I'd throw this out there, Gordon. Um, I highly doubt you ever drink IPA this fresh, um, uh, uh, unless it's at tap room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even then, I'm I'm willing to bet and, you probably don't yeah, encounter beer this fresh very often, no. which is and, kind and, of a luxury for <laughs> people like us. <laughs> and I, Sorry, now, out there. Now I'm, I I can almost feel like the the carbon bubbles on my tongue and i wonder if that's it if it's yeah maybe um and the, the carbonation on this is off because again we did we did fill it off of yeah. a tap last and I night i think that's so just that's that, that the the residual carbonic acid. yeah that could be it yeah could be. there's a flavor to car uh, to co2 there certainly. is yep yeah a little bite a little acidicness yeah i'm i'm not mad about it uh we have we have a, a redemption brew planned um our, <laughs> um, our so and then like we did a calibration brew uh, where we ran into a completely different issue and I don't know if I've talked about that on the show maybe I probably should real quick mm-hmm. so we brewed um, we we brewed a very simple um, IPA where it was 
Um, essentially, I think it was three malts, um, and it was like 80-some percent two-row. Um, I can't remember what, what the other malts we used. Uh, but everything was going great. We were nailing our numbers until uh, we were brewing inside the garage, um, and it was cold, so we had like the garage doors kind of down a bit. Um, we didn't account for that change where we didn't get the boil off that we were expecting. Yeah, and so negative air pressure situation. Yep. You need something to, like... To recirc and make... Yeah. yeah, recirculate the air and make sure that we're actually getting the boil off that mm-hmm. we need. And yep. so that was that was the issue with the with our redemption. We fixed the mash issues 100%. 100%. We're like, yeah, we got this down. Oh, shit, we can't boil liquid. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, is that just a... a the cubic foot space of air that you need to worry about that or like sure for example like i have a gas stove so i could easily brew in my kitchen but should mm-hmm. i still crack a couple windows so uh sure i mean make sure that your uh your your you have a vigorous rolling boil we had a rolling boil but i'm i'm like i'm almost positive our biggest issue was it wasn't vigorous enough why did my computer decide that <laughs> i don't need notes anymore that's cool <laughs> so many um all right, so but, but yeah, uh, so that just make sure that you're that you're pushing off enough, and then like if you're in your kitchen, turn your fo- turn your hood on, okay, yeah. and that'll and that will cause that issue because it'll just suck everything out. Um, why? What, like seriously, what? <laughs> Casey just shut his computer. I was gonna also make a note here while he's resetting there his computer okay. that uh, j- a shout out to Bjorn that we have many messages from Bjorn that yes. were way backed up on, on um, uh, talking about or well, yeah, responding to yeah. and we apologize uh, it's just been a couple weird weeks and I haven't been around a lot so just lots of crap going on at home <laughs> yes alright um, okay so why don't we uh, kind of dive into our discussion topic for the day um, so holidays are right around the corner uh, I believe this episode is coming out uh, first week of December here um, and so you're starting to think Christmas shopping, um, especially this year with, like, I mean, everybody's been doing their Christmas shopping online for the most part for the past few years, but especially this year without being able to go anywhere and probably not seeing, see, like, the people that you might want to see or might want to see and stuff, or being able to not see the people that you don't want to see. Like, oh, Christmas is going to be <laughs> weird this year. Jesus. Uh you know who I'm talking about. Everybody has those people in their life. Yeah. And they're secretly kind of glad that COVID's happening because they don't have to see them this year. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, so we're going to talk about what good uh, good gifts for the home brewer um, in your life or even just like the beer lover uh, in your life. Because a lot of these, uh, they kind of transcend the homebrew hobby itself and get kind of into some fun novelty things. Um I kind of want to start uh, with book recommendations because I feel like that's the easiest one, and there's some really good brewing, brewing and beer books out there for people. Um, Brian, like, what would be like the if if you were if you were buying a gift for a, or a book for a homebrew, what would be the number one book you'd want to get them? Uh, you have it in front of you. It's uh, How to Brew by John Palmer. 
Yes, that book is the Brewer's Bible, essentially. Yeah, that one, and then secondarily, Brewing Classic Styles, the Jamil Zanishev book, which I'm assuming is over on your shelf somewhere. Oh, it is. It is over on the shelf, yep. And then you've got, of course, as my tertiary choice would be any of the books in the, um, I don't know, what do you call it? The Complete Brewing Element book series. Hops, malt, water, yeast. Yep, those are great. You can buy them in a set for... About seventy-five bucks on the internet. Yes, um, yeah, that's where I'd go with that. Yeah, uh, adding to that, um, the uh, the the hop book that we're going through. Um, yep, that's fantastic. The, it's a little bit more advanced, but yeah, the new IPA. Um, it is. It's fantastic, especially if you know somebody who's been brewing for a while. Um, it's there's so much information in there. Um, I really like uh, this Clone Brews uh, book. Oh um, yeah. Yep. By uh, oh man, I cannot. I can never say their name. Tess and Mark uh, Sazmaltuski. Sazmaltuski. I don't know. Zamatalski. Zamatalski. There. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. Is I, that right? I don't. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't it's it's. Very um, but anyway, uh, it's it's a collection of two hundred uh, commercial clone recipes. Um, which oh that's really cool yeah and it's it's fun like uh, Bell's Two Hearted is in here like um, you could you could tell it's a little old because uh, they have uh, Dogfish sixty minute <laughs> oh, um, yeah. like uh, yeah I mean oh it's it's fun Magic Hat number nine's in there it's 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 a oh, fun Magic book, Hat like. number nine <laughs> have. D- drunk many many pints of Magic Hat number nine <laughs> right? but not for a very long time. Um, and they have they have all grain and extract. Oh yeah, this is a little there. bit dated, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, there's still these are all really like pretty much cornerstone classic styles, like the Elliot Ness Lager from Great Lakes. They have a Dosa Keys clone. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico. Uh, yeah, this is neat. Yeah, it's I mean it's, it's a fun book. Huh. Gordon wants to see it. Um, and then uh, one that I have uh, I've just barely started digging into. This is uh, from Brewers Publications. Um, this is uh, the historical or historical brewing techniques, Ooh. the lost art of farmhouse brewing. So if you like, I don't know. This is more like the history lover in your. Yeah, they have um, that wooden circle thingy on the front. Yeah, from the 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 Kvike, uh, rake or Kvike. Yeah. Kvike. yeah. <laughs> Well, I got it. I well, I, I no, know how to I was say it second, right now. I was second guessing. <laughs> it is Kavike. It's Kavike. Okay. It's it's Kevin rides a bike. Kavike. Nice. Thank I you, Bjorn. There's more e on that end of that Kavike. Nope, it's Kavike. Nope, okay. It's Kavike. Bjorn. Bjorn. School dust. <laughs> Real hard. Yep. <laughs> Bjorn Irons rides. Right. Um. And yeah. So there's there's a lot of like fun, good uh, resources out there. Um, book-wise. Some neat pictures in this book. Yeah, uh, that, that historical brewing one, it's super well put together. Um, really good photos, good information. Uh, it's just kind of fun to look at, like, how beer was brewed. Uh, a few others I'd throw out there is uh, Mitch Steele's uh, History of IPA book. Um, it is a solid read. Um, trying to think of any other big ones. Uh, oh, as uh, far as books go, um, log books are always fun. Yeah, like like a brew journal. Yeah, I have a couple of. Casey, you use a paper and pencil brew journal, do you not? I think it's important to to do that. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of different ones. I have one called the Homebrewers Journal, uh, which uh, basically it just it gives you 
um, spots in here to create your recipes and uh, just make notes, which is really good. And then I have one uh, which is like a faux leather bound journal that I really like. It just looks yeah. a little nicer. Take notes. You will not regret taking notes. <laughs> Always take notes. All right. I'm just curious oh. on, on the uh, subject of books. Has anybody ever writ, wrote a book that has like here's some beginner recipes based on the BJCP guidelines. So that is Brewing Classic Brewing Styles Classic by Styles. Jamil Zanishev. Yeah, um, his his book it is the recipe is extract. But at the end of the recipe they say if you wanted to all grain this, this is how you yep. would do it because the base malt is I believe or the base malt that he has in there is LME, so liquid malt extract, yep. yeah. And then steeping grains so it's like, okay, well, at the end, it's like, this is how much base malt you would need if you were doing all grain. Yep. Yeah, and he also has uh, DME substitutions. That and, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he describes the styles really well and does, like, little anecdotes along mm-hmm. with them. And it's, it's if you don't have a dog-eared copy, get one. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, it's, it's just such a good resource. And it gives you a really good starting off point. Um, so, like, when we were going through the 80 style challenge, uh, reading through the BJCP styles, unless, like, it's hard to get a good jumping off point for a recipe unless you kind of know recipe creation already. If you're just getting into recipe creation, that Brewing Classic Styles is the perfect jumping off point for basically any recipe. Yeah, definitely. Um, cause you're, yeah, if you just make some tweaks to it, you're gonna end up with a drinkable beer and it's, it'll, yeah. And especially early while you're brewing. That, that confidence boost of making a drinkable beer is very important. Um, all right. Uh, so before we started here, Brian, uh, let's kind of get into, uh, I guess, more like equipment, novelty, like kind of fun things. You you were mentioning uh, you picked up – or did you pick it up like uh, a, a poker? Oh, no. I d- – <laughs> It's funny, I saw one online and I sent a link to Justin and he was like, already bought one, it'll be here on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, it's just like a metal poker, spike poker thingy that you heat up on a fire and you can stick it into a, like a nice caramely beer or a dark beer and you caramelize the beer. What did you say? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's called a flip iron or... A flip iron. Yeah, you make a beer flip, basically, is, there, is yeah, what that's, they're traditionally there called. You go. Yeah, that, that's um, really fun. They got the, this brewery in New Ulm, Minnesota, Shells. Um, they, their brewery reps will, <clears throat> will go to a bar and have an event where they will do, like, the Shells snowstorm, and they'll poke poke it with the red hot poker and it's it's super tasty it changes the beer you got to be careful like you got to do it just so otherwise it'll foam all over the place mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah uh so like something like that it's um, a neat little novelty for, yeah. to be certain uh for the brewer uh i would say like tilt hydrometers are a really cool thing um those are the wi-fi enabled um hydrometers that float in the beer like you just uh, throw one into your fermentation vessel um, and it uploads all of the like temperature um, and uh, your your uh, specific gravity data to a web server, so you can get constant hydrometer readings and temperature readings. That's interesting. Otherwise, um, uh, who does who doesn't need a new glass hydrometer because <laughs> they break right. it all the time? Yes. Uh, just get 
buy that. Do they brewer sell those in a three pack yet? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Or, or a ten pack? Yeah, or a ten pack for that matter. Uh, yeah. Um, I was thinking. I don't. I don't have notes, so I don't know if I'm going. No, you're good. Getting ahead of myself, but um, a couple things I was thinking about was yeah, like the hydrometer or or other like consumables, kind of like um, definitely a jar of PBW or or that new five star BS cleaner, no BS or whatever it's called. Um, you always can use Sani um, or PBW. I uh, could always use uh, more bins to store stuff in. Uh, they make uh, like pet food bins that work great to seal up malt if you're trying to store, like if you buy yourself like a whole bag of base malt. Uh, and then for that matter, a whole bag of base malt right. would be a really rad Christmas present um, so, or, or holiday present rather, yeah. I suppose. Uh, Let's let's shift gears just for a second here. Um, we've talked about like some great gift ideas. What are some gifts to stay away from? Um, if you don't, if you if you're not super familiar with the the homebrewers setup, you might be buying them, you know, something that that they don't need. Um, I would obviously would try to surreptitiously uh, see what sort of stuff that they already have or you know that kind of thing um um for me at least glassware is one where i'm like i have so much oh yeah like yeah same i have boxes and boxes of it at home um yeah so i mean yeah that that uh that pint glass with the funny slogan it's cute but they don't need it guys i'm sorry yeah there's that (laughs) um um, I, I'm, I'm the oddball of my family, but I don't like having stuff for the sake of having it. Mm-hmm. So gift cards are always my favorite thing to get. Yeah, yeah. gift card to Northern Brewer uh, or whatever or the whatever local your local. Yeah, if you want to go local, always helps. Obviously, yeah. much better. But Northern Brewer is kind of local for us, right? Yeah. Um, another thing I was thinking of. Um, I guess not on the topic of things that they they don't need necessarily, but um, surprise hops. Like, oh yeah, buy if if you don't know anything about hops, find the one that has the coolest name and buy three ounces of it. Yeah, for them. Yeah, Um, then they're kind of have the opportunity to use a hop they never have, or they'll gain some that they would would use mm-hmm. uh speaking of hops a uh, vacuum sealer is never a bad thing to oh there you go reseal up a bag of hops that you're only using a part part of um that's always a good one um geez what else i think that's kind of it i don't i mean yeah i just i, I wanted to do a quick like little brainstorm on good uh gifts uh books like for for your for your money, I think books are yeah, number one same. on that. Muslin bags are always good. If you brew in a bag, a brew bag is always a good one. Uh, scale. Um, yeah, but uh, a lot of that equipment stuff, like pe- people asking, tend to yeah. already have, but you should ask. Uh, you know, stir plates are always good. I, I refractometer if they use a hydrometer. Um, extra buckets. Um, I'll, I'll take a yeah. 15 or 20 gallon mash ton if anybody wants to <laughs> <laughs> donate to me. It's on the expensive <laughs> side. Yeah. All right. Um, well, should we wrap up? I think. Yeah. We kind of kind of hit it there, and we're at 35. So. Alrighty. Um, 
Alright guys, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, or have you, go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindnerstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnerstudios.com. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.